Hello, I'm sitting here with the CEO of EAT, Mr. Malik Jarrett. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you for taking the time and being on the first episode of Tori Talk. You are my very first guest. I'm excited to have you. Thank you. So, one of the things that I do, I like to spit a little tea on my show. So, like I told you earlier, I guess you a little tea for you. What I want to do. Thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, you are very welcome. I hope you drink it. It's nice. Uh, but what I have for you, I have like three or four questions I want to ask you to get a little bit more about you. That's cool. Okay? You can do that? Mm -hmm. Okay. You ready? <laughs> okay, so the first question I have for you is if you could go back in time and be a part of any time period, what would you do as far as fashion? Um, as far as like fashion, uh, probably, I was just telling somebody this stuff, but they probably like the 60s or the 50s, like when they when everybody was like real formal, you wore like slacks and a jacket every day. Why I think that? that was tight. Yeah, yeah. Why that time period? I just think it was tight. Like they, they took more... They they put more detail into everything. Like it was more it was more serious. Like you know, wearing a hat every day, and taking your hat off when you walked in the building, things like that. That was tight to me, you know. Mm, nice. Surprises that you have like quote unquote what is it supposed to be urban wear that you want to go something yeah. a little bit more formal. I mean, that's if if it was my choice to go back in the time period, but I wouldn't I wouldn't dress like that today. But if I had to go <laughs> back in the time period and you know had to fit in, okay. it'd be that one. Okay, nice. So another question I have for you is, if you had to plan your perfect day, what would you do? And where would you go? No, money is no expense, location is no expense, what would you do? That's a tough question. I don't even know. I probably would have did it. You probably would have did it already? Yeah, if I had plans for a perfect day, I probably would have did it already. So I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was that good. I would have did it yesterday. <laughs> well, a date. Oh, a date? Yes. Yeah, same thing that. <laughs> still the same thing? Yeah, still the same thing. Like, I don't know. I probably would already did it. Good to know. But so, I think it all depends on like the person. Like people, okay. people bring different energy out of you. So it all depends on the person. Well, I mean, ladies, I guess that lets you know that you have some plan for you, depending on how you act. Yeah. So good to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another question that I have for you is, you know, I'm like taking a look at like your Instagram and things, and it seems like you have a little like body on you under here. No, I'm bony. For under real. here now, now according to these Instagram photos that I've been seeing. So That's, what do you do? I don't do nothing. That's metabolism. I eat all day, like, skinny dudes know, like, you don't got to do too much. I used to play football growing oh. up, so that kind of, like, shaped me up. I just, I didn't just lose myself. <laughs> but that's all because of my metabolism. I ain't changed nothing. I probably work out once a week. Lucky you. I used to have fast metabolism. I just feel like it just slowed yeah, all the way down. Yeah, zooming. <laughs> Thank God. I wanted to slow down. I'm trying to gain some weight. You know, no, don't try to gain no weight because before you know it, it's going to be all weight. And especially if you don't exercise like me, you can be upset. I, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, and the last question I have for you is that I know you have a partnership with Ann Pizza. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into that a little bit later when we get into the interview. But I was at Ann Pizza last night and I had the most bomb pizza. Hey, so I would like pizza. to know what goes on Malik's pizza. Um. So I need like extra mozzarella. I, I do the regular, you know, traditional tomato, extra mozzarella with the mixed cheese. I do that too. <laughs> some spinach. And then I just keep it real simple out of that, you know, maybe like some uh, sauteed onions, some shrimp. Uh, and then like at the end, I add like the garlic, the garlic oil you want there and the spicy oil and all that. But it's real simple though. My pizza's not doing too much. <laughs> yeah. I was say, most people do, like, my pizza has, like, the tomatoes and the boca mixed mozzarella, but I have to have the bacon bits. That's we still talking like. about my custom pizza. My, my custom pizza is going to be a little bit different. I can't tell you what's going to be on it, though. What? You can't give us an exclusive on a custom pizza? No, I can't tell oh, you. Oh, man. I was, hope, I was looking forward to that. That's why I was trying to hope you would ease it in. 
It's gonna be DC inspired. That's what I can tell you. DC inspired. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So let's jump into this. Um, I just want to start right now and talk to you about like your childhood. So how was it for you? I know you said that you grew up in this area here mm-hmm. in Washingtonian. So I'd like to get to know some of Malik's childhood. Um, you know, my childhood was re- uh, really nice. You know, I grew up in the hood, but I was very privileged. Like just for the simple fact that uh, my mother was educated. And she took real good care of me, you know, she was strict on me. But I would say that I grew up, you know, in tough neighborhoods and, you know, I lost a lot of friends, whether it's dead or jail, uh, just like anybody else. But I was afforded the privilege of having, you know, a mother, how, you know, my mother was. Not even just my mother, but my aunts too. Like I was raised by all women. So um, that's how it was for me, you know. Um, I started going outside when I was like eight or nine, like just learning things about the streets. But um, I was always smart. I was I always got good grades and things like that. Like I never was a follower either. So that's why I kind of think my mother trusted me being like outside because she knew I wasn't gonna follow nobody. But um, yeah, growing up then, you know, once I was like uh, 14, my whole life was about go-go. So I was going to go-go's every weekend, getting to know people. What uh, was you at? I was at the CFE. <laughs> My my favorite go-go ever was at the Bravo Bravo. It was like a one-time only joint, but real go-go heads know about that Bravo Bravo. Why was it that, your favorite one? Because it was the best go-go ever. <laughs> that I used to be the number ten go-go's. Uh, any club you can name, like uh, this DC Star. Anywhere they was having, anywhere the party was at, I was there. Yeah. I've been to every go. I've been to every club. I ain't have a favorite club, but been everyone. Yep, every club. I've been to every club. Between fourteen and seventeen. So then, college for you, high school. What was what were you like then? Um, high school, I knew I had to go to college, but it was like uh, I was like kind of slacking on it. So um, you know, I got good grades in high school and everything, but I wasn't like even applying to high school. I mean, applying to college. But I told myself like the first first school to accept me, that's where I'm gonna go. So one day I'm at lunch and then my friends came downstairs and they was like, yeah. Uh, Virginia State here, they doing on-site admissions. So I went up there, they was like, yeah, you got a transcript? I went to go get my transcript. I showed it to him, he was looking at it for like a minute. He was like, yeah, you um, you can go to Virginia State, you accept it. So I was like, bet. I came home that night, it was like, I'm going to Virginia State. <laughs> so once I got there, so they was doing on-site admissions. So once I once I said it was like a go, I was like, I walked out of it, I was like, it's a go, I'm going to Virginia State. And then they was, and everybody was like, I'm going to Virginia State too. They wasn't following me, but <laughs> that was just like the vibe for like a lot of people. So once I got to college, um, we landed on campus 14 strong, just for okay. my senior class. So we was our own little fraternity organization. We was all that. So I had fun, not not even including like all the other people from DC and the people, other people from our school that was just older. So college was cool too, and I was just um, high school like. You know, I, I played football. I was on the football team. Um, I was a new kid. Like, I used to drive to school. I wasn't, like, a jock, but I oh, was cool. Oh, you drove to school? I was, like, almost out of college. I got my first car when I was 17. Oh, what type of car was it? It was a BMW. It was a, it was a 2000 BMW. Oh! My, my car was, <laughs> my car was flat and all my teachers. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't, like, really loud or anything like that. Like, everybody just... Like, if you knew me... Like, we was cool, you know what I'm saying? Anybody got to know me, we was cool. Um, like, I never, like, 
I never even been in a fight in high school. Like I never got bullied or people never faked on me. Everybody just was cool with me, like, you know? But, um, and then once I got to college, I just was throwing the best parties. And it was the same old, same old. Like I was just always a, a cool dude. That's what people say, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say about you. But yeah. I didn't say, I mean, at least somebody said that. I ain't, like, yeah, I ain't changed a bit. And like, I'm used to like attention. And I used to be like the life of the party. Like high school, college, I was the life of the party. Like I get the party started, but that's probably the only thing that changed with me now. I'm more like coddled now. I got anxiety problems and shit now. So. Oh no! It's not even that bad, but I'm just not the same how I used. I'm not as social as I used to be. But okay. people that know me, like before, like three years ago, they'd be like, "Man, that's a good time right there." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You calm down a lot. Yeah, yeah I calm down. So one of the things you said was that you knew you had to go to college. What do you mean you had to go? Cause um, like if you stay if you stay here, you know what I'm saying. You even if you're not in the streets, you get caught working a job. Um, by 19, you're a manager. The next thing you know, you stuck. You like a manager or something like you know. Yeah. You stuck in that job, and then you find yourself keep saying, "Oh, I now." Then then you figure it out later on, like, "Oh, I need to go to school." And then you can't go to school because you're used to making a certain amount of money and then you got to work and school, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I ain't know what I wanted to do. And it was a good way to kill time for me too. So I was like, you know, I might as well, you know, go to school, learn something. They got, you know, some girls there. <laughs> some freedom, why not? It's better than staying home and making this little bit of money. Yeah. So I guess that's for you all, stay in school. Yeah, it's Probably. fun. It was. I always tell people like, and I don't know if this is a good message to be spreading, but like college was the college is like the best vacation you ever gonna take. It's just a very expensive vacation. It's the it's the best and most expensive vacation you could ever take, but it is a vacation. It was a va I treated it like a vacation. You know what I'm saying? I got good grades, so I can stay on vacation. That makes a lot of sense to me. I would say I did the same thing because I had like a lot of my other stresses on, but. I was stressing just like the next person, but I was like, this is going to be way worse if I'm at home. And I think I said the similar mindset. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, as long as I got to go back to the house. Yeah, it's I'll better be than being at home. So let's jump ahead now. You're out, of, you're out of college. You're back home now. And now you get this idea for E. So let's talk about how this whole thing came about. I'm very interested in the logo and why you picked the colors that you picked and the way it's spelled. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So I, um, I thought of E actually my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. Just from uh, starving and being embarrassed from starving. So I was like, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to eat, period. So I did whatever I had to do, whatever. And then um, my senior year, my senior year, no, my junior year, I met I met this girl. She was my girlfriend at the time, and she had a camera. Mm -hmm. And so I started, like, just messing with her camera a lot to the point where I had her camera, like, every day just taking pictures. And then, um, so, yeah, I was just doing that messing around or whatever. That summer I had bought a camera and then like school started in August, around September, like my house got raided for the reasons why I started my brand. <laughs> because I just told myself I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to eat. Mm -hmm. So I lost everything where I um that was like the weekend of my birthday, so I had my camera on me. So after that I was just like I took it from the sign of God, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm evicted. Uh, I'm evicted. They took all my stuff. All I got is like the clothes I took for the weekend, um, and I'm living with my girlfriend at the time. So I just like kept taking pictures every day. Every day I had my camera, and so my man was rapping at the time, you know. And I was just thinking about how I could brand myself, 
and it was just eat, you know. That's how we thought it was like eat. We knew it was gonna be eat, and then um, we on the phone one day was like, what it's gonna mean? You know, thinking of different acronyms. So that's when I was like, elevate all the time, and that just stuck. And um, so I'm going, you know, eat, elevate all the time. And then um, I graduate school, and I'm like sneaking in a bunch of concerts with my camera, like just taking pictures. And I post them on Instagram, and people, were, you know, blogs or whatever would steal my pictures, but they wouldn't give me any credit. So, of course, everybody's like, you know, get a watermark or whatever. So I got a watermark. And no, I didn't get a watermark. So I was slacking on it. At this time, at this point in time, you know, when I graduated college, my mother wasn't working. So I was uh, working two different jobs. I was a waiter in the morning, and I'd be a waiter in the evening. That was like six days a week. And whatever time I had off to myself, I just wanted to take pictures because that was that was keeping me sane at the moment. You know, I never imagined myself paying a mortgage at 20, 21, 22 years old. So I ain't really had time for that. You know, I was like, at the end of the day, I was doing it for the love. So I ain't make no watermark. And then out of nowhere, my man Mike, he, uh, my man Michael Caldwell, we've been knowing each other from around Edgewood. That's why I grew up there, since we was little. He DM'd me on Twitter. It was like, hey, bro, I got a watermark for you. Just put this on your pictures, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, you know, this joint's so tight. Like, what I owe you? He was like, nothing, man. You know, I made this on my phone. It took two minutes. So he actually designed the logo, the colors. He picked all that. I just had to make it make sense. So when people start asking me, like, why well, it's the colors, it's not supposed to be the yellow and the blue. You can't see that in the original logo. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, in the original, it's just red, yellow, blue. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's the primary colors. It's the first colors that everybody learned. So that's going to draw you in. And then it's eat. That's universal language. Everybody must consume food to survive. And then it's upside down, usually. So that's going to make people ask questions. So people don't even know why they like it or why it draws them in. But it's just strategic marketing, for real. So it's going to make you ask, what is that? And then that's what people want to tell you, you know, elevate all the time. If you don't eat, you die in the street. That's the whole point of the brands, spread the message. I would definitely say it worked because I definitely just asked you that question. So I'm glad that everything worked out for you. Uh, One of the things I kind of want to know now is about, like, some of the challenges and triumphs that you've kind of been dealing with ever since, you know, the brand has started, everything's picking up, you start this business. So I know you probably ran into something. I just wanted to touch on those. Um... I would say with all the like the like the regular bumps and bruises with it, like I expected all of that. Mm-hmm. But the, like the biggest challenge has just been like the mental toll it's been taking on me, and um, like uh, how it's changing like my social life. Like I said, like you know I ain't never experienced anxiety before I started the brand, but now it's just like you know sometimes I just want to be chilling, or sometimes I just want to be treated regular, mm-hmm. and or sometimes I just want to be a fly on the wall. It's like every room I go in now, it's all about me. And, you know, that's cool. I, I'm a good sport about it, but, you know, you know, I'm not I'm not really used to that, you know what I'm saying? And it's cool, like, when I'm on the streets, people stop me. I love that. Like, I, don't, I hope people don't never stop doing that. Or if I'm at an event that's about that, you know, networking or whatever, I'm all for it. But it's just, like, the times where it's just, like, not a good time. Yeah. Like, in a club or, like, I I started going to the club and then I actually became a DJ so people could stop talking to me <laughs> while I was in the club and now people talk to me still and it's annoying or just like 
people just wanting things from me, you know. Uh, no, nobody ever called me because they want they want to do something for me. Mm -hmm. They just want something from me. Yeah, that's one thing I was gonna ask. I was like, I know you DJ now. I was like, how does some DJ thing come about? Yeah. So uh, DJ, yeah, that was part of the reason. And one time, it actually just happened like randomly. Uh, DJ Boogie, shout out DJ Boogie, best best DJ in the city, hands down. But um, he was playing like a pre-recorded mix one day, and I was just messing around. And I told somebody to record me, act like I was DJing, and like. I put it on my story, and people was like, dang, you DJ, that's tight. <laughs> so then next week, I was like, teach me how to DJ. And now you learn, because <laughs> yeah. I can do it. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering about that, because I really feel like sometimes when we go out, people start to do certain things, and now you're getting noticed for things, mm -hmm. like the type of toe that could like, start to weigh on you. Yeah, and it's cool, like, if people saying what's up, I'm cool with all that. But just the people that's, like, rapping, like, <laughs> yeah, bro, I've been trying to get in touch with you, um, such and such and such. You know my cousin, and I, and I DM'd you the other day, and then they tried to show me a DM. And look, this is what I do. And I'm like, bro, you don't see me like mixing right now. <laughs> and so like that goes on, or just like, like, and just like the people that just, they just want something from me. Nobody want to do nothing for you, or it's never like how you doing, yeah. or like what's, what's going on with Malik. My whole life is just becoming about it, so yeah. it's not really about Malik no more. As well as about cool. me to help promote this business because that's all of this show is for. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, one of the things I want to talk about is the partnerships. Like, I've taken like a, a look around, I've seen some of the things that you're doing. Like I said, you had the AM pizza, mm -hmm. you had the New Balances, you had mm -hmm. the PTLR. Like, how did that whole thing come about? Um, just making noise. Like, uh, just doing what I, doing what I do, I know them now, but I didn't know them, you know, like before we uh, did a partnership. Um, and Pizza, I ran into, uh, I ran into um, Adam. Mm -hmm. No, what was it, Steve? I ran, I ran into him at um, Broccoli City Fest. And then uh, that was like two years ago. And he was just like, you know, that's cool. You know, I was backstage and everything, so I must have been somewhere, I guess. And he was like, you know, you do the brand, that's, that's tight. So the next year at Broccoli City Fest, I ran into him again, and he was just like, Man, you know, you really, I like everything you've been doing. Like, you've been doing a lot of work. It's good, you know, what you're doing for the community and everything. And I ain't think nothing of it. I'm like, all right, you know, thank you. I like Ann Pisa, too. I love <laughs> Ann Pisa. So that was that. And then probably, like, a month later, we got a phone call. I was like, you know, we want to come sit down with, with you and see if we could, you know, collaborate on some type of, you know, collaborate somehow. So I was like, cool. So then we sat down and made that happen. And then, you know, like, the thing about my collaborations, if, I'm gonna do work with you. Like you gotta be on board with with my initiative. My initiative is taking care of the community, trying to provide privileges to our youth. So we talked about that. They was on board. So I was like, bet we can do some work. Um, New Balance came from Shoe City. Mm -hmm. Shoe City came from, like I said, making noise. I'm just out here doing pop up shops and stuff like that. And then um, out of nowhere, I get a phone call. It's like Shoe City. Like yeah. We'd love to sit down with you and see about carrying your product. I was like, all right, we can have a meeting. Matter of fact, no, it didn't happen like that. <laughs> I'm lying. It didn't happen like that. I randomly went up, uh, I randomly went up Shoe City one day and um, with a friend of mine, and he he was having a meeting with him. And I was like, let me just go with him because at, at this time I was um, planning a pop-up shop with the Enemies brand, my man Doyle. 
So we was doing a pop-up shop and we needed a sponsor. And he had just worked with Shoe City. So he was like, see if you can get Shoe City sponsored because they, they like you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They've been looking for me, you know what I'm saying? And at that point, they didn't know how to reach me. Okay. They kept telling Doyle, like, holler at me or whatever. And I was like, just tell them you ain't talk to me. <laughs> and so um, he like, yeah, they like you, you know, just see if they can sponsor you, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, bet. So he was going, my, my other friend was going to bed for like a meeting about something else. Mm -hmm. So I just went with him and sat in the meeting. And I'm in the meeting for five minutes, and he's like, yeah, this is my man to do eat. First, Stokey didn't really know who I was. That's one of the dudes that shoot. Shout out to Stokey, though. That's been, that's been like a mentor for me. Good man, real good man. But he didn't know, really know who I was at first. And so um, he like, oh, yeah. So after he got done talking to him, he was like, so what is it that, you know, what is it you do? He wanted like a briefing or whatever. And I'm coming in here like, you don't even know I'm about to ask you for some money. Like, <laughs> I wish you knew who I was. So then out of nowhere, Nikhil from Shoe City, she walks in the meeting. She like, oh my God, how did you get him here? Like, you, you're E. How did you get him here? You know him? And the Stokey just like, at first he was about to play it cool. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He like, but that's when he's like, start looking at me like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? But Nikhil was like, wait right here. She was like, you want to make a shoe? You want to make a new balance? She came in here with this whole other new balance. It was like a new balance. Like, it was the, um, it was the Ceno new balance. It was the green Ceno new balance that they already dropped. That was like the, the collaboration they did with Dame Dash. So she's like, you want to make a shoe or whatever? And I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I'm, But we're trying to do this event, and we need somebody to sponsor it. Can y'all write us a check? So they was like, yeah, we got you. You know what I'm saying? Just can we, when, When's the next meeting? So they sponsored that, and then, um, yeah, we just built a partnership from there. And then New Balance called them. was like, you know, we're trying to do a special shoe. Um, You got somebody for us? And then Shoe City was like, yeah, we got the perfect person. So... Shoe City, New Balance, New Balance came in town. I met up with them. Um, we sat down for like a couple of hours. I gave them like three, four designs. And boom. Look at you being at the right place at the right time. Yeah, so we released the first shoe. That was like 90 pairs and drinks sold out. And then the second shoe, for the second shoe, I actually got to go up to the factory and see what they're making because all New Balance shoes are handmade. Mm -hmm. So 40, it's 42 hands touch your shoe before it's done, like no machines at all. So I went up there and seen like the whole process and got to meet the people that, you know, made the shoes and all that. So that was cool. But all my partnerships come from like, I never, I ain't sent the email out since I started. Like that's not even nothing cocky, but your work is your resume, your work is your email, your work is your contact. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever you want to do, you got to work for it. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to ask nobody like to, to rock with me. like. I never been that type of person. Like, yeah, you should rock with me. Like, even when I was just out here taking pictures, like my my work spoke for itself. So I didn't ask for nobody to follow me or nothing. I just took pictures of everybody and was like, "Can you please tag me?" That's it. And then you know my work spoke for itself. And then I started getting like, then I ain't have to sneak in concerts. I ain't have to. I started getting media passes because my work spoke for itself. So just grinding. If you grinding and working, you know. All the things, all the good things in your universe will come to you. You got to attract those things, though. Don't ask nobody for nothing. I like that. So, Eat Cares. I looked at this. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't know this about me, but I'm a very, like, D.C., like, repping type of person. Like, I went to Howard, and every time I was at Howard, everybody's like, oh, yeah, everything about D.C. is so trash. And it's, I'm like, yeah. did you spend all this money to come here? Yeah, right. The best, <laughs> so, the best university is in D.C. for a reason. You did all this to come here with mm -hmm. us, but you went so trash where we were from. So I'm like always like there's so many things here, there's so many artists here, there's so many things that people don't really know. 
And I'm yeah. trying to change that too. I'm trying to yeah. change that narrative, especially with how. So like, I just sponsored one of the events, so hopefully, they won't think so bad of DC people. <laughs> I think after your event, they probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about eCares that I find interesting is that I'm always looking for people and companies that are very targeted on doing stuff for the community here. And I always feel like there's a lot of stuff that we do to bring in people from outside of the city, but not enough to kind of foster this type of, you know, relationships and build. Uh, like internships and kind of things for like mm-hmm. young people here because I feel like it starts when you're young and by the time you get old it's a little too late. Right. So I really want to know about how e cares like kind of came to you and what that whole thing plays out. Um, I started like I never thought I'd be doing this for real, but I was just making so much money off like my community. Mm-hmm. So I just it was like I was just paranoid. I was like I gotta do something. So I just started like giving back um, out of my own pocket or whatever like feeding people like you know just doing my part nothing out of the ordinary but we just doing it more ordinarily so like I don't really I don't really you know like look at that as like something to even mention for real because this is like if you from here you do your part you take care of your, you take care of yours you take care of yours and um I feel like everybody should have that responsibility the only reason why I promote any of that is because after stepping out here, I realized that we need more of us. And so it's not for publicity or nothing like that. But if you see me posting myself at an event or me working with kids, I'm just trying to motivate other people my age to do the same thing because they listen to us, you know what I'm saying? And they want to be they want to be like us. So we got to show them us. And um, that's like my whole goal with that is just to motivate people to know that, or just for everybody here to feel like they're responsible. And not even just the people that's from here. Like, if you're here, you are responsible for the next generation. So that's the whole point of eCares, providing privilege. So I've noticed, like, out here in the world, there's, like, some celebrities and stuff that have been wearing E. Mm -hmm. Has there been any that have, like, kind of been shocking to you? And if you could kind of have a partnership with any celebrity, who would it be? Um, Shocking, yeah. Like, Alan Ops had my stuff on. And I didn't give it to him. Like, he was in Virginia Beach, went to Shoe City, and he just liked it. You know, he just, oh, like, wow. bought it. That was tight. And I always looked up to uh, Allen Iverson. So it's like when you see somebody that you've, like, been looking up to or just admiring since you was, like, six years old, like, rocking with you now, off the humble, not even just because they met you, just something like an idea that comes from you. Like, it was no variables in that, like, oh, I don't, I don't know his manager or... He cooled my dad, so nah, it was just like Allen Iverson rocking with it, so that was cool. Um, last night, Tony Rock was in the club. He bought a shirt. That was cool. <laughs> and he and I was DJing too, so he was like partying. When he was like, "Yeah, you nice." I was like, "Bet, tell Chris Rock." <laughs> I ain't say that, but I was just thinking <laughs> you that. Think you know, at least yeah. uh, but um, that's cool. Like with the celebrities in there and everything, as far as like a partnership, I just needed to be organic. So like anybody's rocking on me, and so far, like. Uh, who's been on the forefront? I say Wale. You know, like he re- he reached out when I first started, and he was like, he always liked it. Like he purchased stuff, all that. You know, he he um, he's very conscious about when he wears it, and I appreciate that. Like he wore it on the BET Awards when he's on stage with J Cole. You know, like he ain't had to do that. So, you know. Anybody that's just willing to understand what I'm trying to do, and he understands what I'm trying to do, not even just on the design aspect, 
because he's a creative just like me. And so a lot of times, most people, and I don't blame them, they just see like clothes and things like that. But it's like the bigger ideas that people won't even understand or like they might call me crazy for, that's what I could talk to about that. You know what I'm saying? Because he understands that. So that's like a good partnership for me. Like just, and just more people from DC. Let's have our own, you know, let's, let's bring more people to DC. So anybody from DC doing anything, not even just in music, or you don't even have to be a celebrity. If you're making an impact, I want to collaborate with you and just let them know what DC got. Okay, so my last question for you is, what is next for Eat? I heard a little like buzz about a storefront, and what's next for Malik? Cause I'm hey, like, what's next for you? I'm definitely. I'm definitely trying to like, you know, have a store. My ultimate goal is to have a charter school. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still working on that. Uh, slowly but surely, that's gonna take its time. But as far as like, like I really can't tell people like I'm, all my ideas come like that and I don't plan nothing out. Like I don't, I'm, I'm a little bit different with my process. I wouldn't recommend anybody to think like me. <laughs> I don't write ideas down. I don't write out business plans. It's all up here. And I just, I got a million ideas. I got a million ideas that I've been thinking of probably since I was like 10 years old. But I just do them when I feel like it. Yeah. It's weird. Like I could do a lot of them right now. But it's like, until I wake up that day and just be like, now it's time to do this. You know, that's when I do it. But we never know what's next. Just, you gotta just stay. You gotta just stay tuned. But one thing that everybody can expect is, you know, constant elevation. Be elevating all the time. If everything, you just get better and better. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you. Let's let everyone at home know where they can get your social media, where they can follow you, when they can get in touch with you. Oh you yeah. Want to touch with everything you. is all homage. A L L H O M A G E. Or you can just put in Eat Clothing in Google or something. It should come up. Or uh, you can find us at Shoe City. Um, or you could just come to D.C. and ask somebody where they get that shirt from, you know. But all homage is everything. If you don't eat, you die in the street. Elevate all the time. Thank you. Thank you.